Welcome to Two Beers In. I'm your host, J.D. Miller, and we have a great show for you. And, and you're like, where the hell have you been, man? <laughs> it's been a long time since we've had a show. This is episode 228. And we're it, back. It, we're back. It's been like five weeks, six I, I was trying to figure it out. So a, a, a lot's happened, and, and I'll dive into that in just a second. But uh, joining us for the show this week on our panel is Pete Schletti out of the Twin Cities. How's it going, Peter? It's going great. Good to be here. And Mark Jordan out of Memphis, and he's going to bring the special uh, special dish for us here in just a little bit. How's it going, Mark? Oh, doing great. Just great. So, yeah, the the, the world has changed in many ways. Uh, since our last show, I was trying to figure out, okay, so in the realm of what we talk about, we talk, you know, sports, music, beer, what's changed in the time we've had our last show? And... <laughs> And this is literally off the top of my head. Well, um, Korn's got a new album coming out. So does Metallica. Actually, both may not be bad. I've actually mm-hmm. liked what I've heard from Korn so far. Uh, the Cubs, holy crap. They're mm-hmm. playing amazing and record uh, season. And we're going to talk about that during our show as one of our segments. The NFL season has started. The college football season has started. Two big programs in college football have already just totally lost it in Notre Dame going one and <laughs> you know exactly one and three uh, uh, th- th- then you've got LSU who's fired Les Miles who won a national championship for them mm-hmm. you know Florida State got troused as a number two team in the country you know there's three teams in the Big Ten in the top ten which is pretty awesome and, and pretty crazy um Iowa got beat by North Dakota State. I think Pete uh, Helmstead could have been uh, heard cheering, but also jeering. He's, he's, he's an Iowa fan. Um, uh-huh. So all of those things happen. I found this awesome new craft beer place near my house, and, and I wish I can tell you its name, and, and hopefully I'll get them on my show at some point in time. We can have them here. We can talk about it because you walk in there, and it's just walls of six-packs of amazing craft brew local across the nation there's some across the world plus they have tastings they've got live music i'm like how has this only been like three blocks for me and i'm just (laughs) now experiencing it i only walked in with my wife after dinner i'm like i gotta check this out this looks cool it's all i already own a hat that uh, from there so a lot of crazy stuff has happened uh and, and we're not going to try to cover it all. We're going to cover a few things this week, though. We're going to cover the Cubs, like I mentioned. NFL in full swing. There's some big surprises so far this season. we got some shocking predictions and, and things we're going to talk about there. And, Mark, you've got a special interview this week, don't you? I do. Yeah. Local uh, local, local, um, yeah, local business, uh, beer promoter. Well, that's not exactly what they are, but, yeah, I'll get I'll fill in the details later. So, yeah. All right, awesome, awesome. And speaking of beer, what are you guys mm. drinking? Um, I'm going to start with you, Pete. Sure. Um, I'm going back to an old favorite, uh, Grain Belts, Nordeast. Oh. Uh, you, you and Helmstead, you and Pete Helmstead are big Nordeast fans. It's delicious, man, and it's it just puts me in a in an autumn mood. I have to say. I, I, I'm a huge fan of Grain Belt Premium. You know, you yeah. drink it at the Viking stuff and Twins you know, historically. Um, right. But I can honestly say I don't think I've ever had the Nordeast. You've never had the Nordeast? It's a it's a darker. I don't know what it technically is. It's some. It's like a like a brown lager or something. It's 
delicious though. Uh, bef- before I get to you, Mark, uh, I was <laughs> given a beer um, by uh, a listener um, from Revolution Brewing, based here in Chicago. Uh, Grave Digger Billy. It's a barrel aged. It's called a barrel aged wee heavy ale, um, and they say it's a wee heavy ale. And I was just kind of throwing some down quickly. Um, it's a ten point four. You gonna survive this podcast? It is a one pint six fluid ounces. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Um, it's it's good though. It, it's definitely you know in the vein of a thick red ale. Um, so mm. it's it's a good season for that. Mark, what do you have for us? Uh Stop well, and I'll be talking them up here in a little bit. But stopped by the uh, local ONTAP Growlers and picked up a uh, growler of Mama's Little Yellow Pills. That's P I L S. So as you might imagine, it's a pilsner. Uh, it says it's a Czech pilsner from the Oscar Blues uh, Brewery in Longmont, Colorado. I'm working with an ABV about half of yours, JD. So about <laughs> five point five point three. Uh, so a bit lighter. Uh, kind of, this is not, I mean, it's not a thick, any, you know, any of that kind of gentle hops, gentle, refreshing flavor. So nothing to speak of just kind of a nice, smooth, refreshing beer. Uh, so yeah, I, I enjoy Oscar blues. I, I first experienced them out in Denver, uh, just a solid brewery and they're, they're in a bunch of restaurants now, you know, throughout Colorado and, and making it in the Midwest. So, um, really good stuff. No. Tell me about Oscar or not Oscar Blues. I know about them. Tell me about Ontap Growlers because I went there with you once, Mark, and <laughs> I walked in, and I literally walked in, and music sounded. Oh, it's like, it, it, it was such a unique place in a business that I'm like, they, they should franchise this because this is awesome. Tell yeah. us a little bit without giving away too much of our interview that's coming up, a little bit about ONTAP. Yeah, and maybe a little bit of the context of this area for those of you who don't know. Of course, I'm in the Memphis area, but uh, this is ONTAP Growlers. It's a growler filling station uh, here in Collierville, Tennessee, a uh, suburb outside the Memphis area. So this is, if you were to be familiarized with this area, this is, I mean, this isn't you know, Milwaukee or some big Midwest hub where you just think of beer. I mean, Collierville, uh, yeah, it, it, this is you know, not really the beer scene, but this place, I feel like, it, is really helping make it a beer scene. Uh, they are bringing in stuff from from a lot of the cool uh, cool uh, microbreweries from you know uh, outside the region, uh, but they're focusing on a lot of the local guys, Wiseacre. Uh, Ghost River, so they got a lot of options. They rotate in a lot of options. Really try and work with the local brews, uh, breweries to you know bring in stuff. Uh, but yeah, a good place to to grab some some quality beer uh, here locally. And I mean they've they've really kind of been at the forefront here the last uh, a couple three years they've been open. So uh, yeah, yeah, a great awesome. place, and, great who, vibe, definitely who, great vibe. And who are we going to be talking with? Uh, Jimmy Conlon, owner operator there, he was nice enough to sit down with us for uh, for a little bit and give us a little bit of a uh, you know ins and outs of the business, just kind of talk of what he's doing, what he's trying to you know he's trying to get going, educating people, and so you know great vision I think, and uh, yeah, bringing like I said, bringing a quality uh, quality beer establishment here to the area that's you know kind of known uh, you know this is kind of the Bud Light belt so to speak <laughs> not to be not to be derisive of my surroundings but yeah you know it's kind of the Bud belt uh and you know you know not hating on that per se but 
I, you know, this definitely oh. brings a bit of cult- culture to the area. So <laughs> I'll hate on that. I'll hate on that. Sure. Absolutely. So, well, that's awesome. I'm looking forward to that. And, and before we get there, though, we, we have to cover what the heck is going on uh, in the NFL. Uh, the power rankings came out today, and I'm one of those few who always like, oh, I can't wait for the power rankings to see what's going on. And, and I, I'll, I'll go through the top five of the power rankings and tell you a little bit about them. And then each one of us, we're going to dive in and talk about a little bit what's surprising us right now in the NFL and some things to expect. So um, of these power rankings, and this is uh, – and I looked at a lot of different sources. I looked, you know, whether it was Fox, whether it was um, ESPN, whether it was Sports Illustrated, Pro Football Talk. Yeah, I, I looked at a ton fan-sided I was on as well. Um, the, these rankings made me happy. Uh, because I thought they were really entertaining, but they were from Pro Football Talk. And the number one team uh, that they had, you know what, that's, that's giving it away too much. I'm going to start at number five. Uh, <laughs> they had uh, the Green Bay Packers at two and one. Uh, and they were number eight last week. They're now up to fifth. And they said, the offense is fixed as long as they play the Lions every week. <laughs> And, barely at that. Yeah. Oh my goodness! And number four, they were number three last week. The Carolina Panthers. Now they're one and two. Keep in mind, sure, no team with a losing record has ever landed that high, but no elite team has ever faced defenses like Denver's and Minnesota's in the first three weeks of the season. Which brings us to number three, the Minnesota Vikings. At number three, they were number six at three and zero. Oh. It says defense and coaching are great. Offense is good enough, but here's hoping they don't need a field goal in the playoffs. Or an extra point. Yeah. It hurts, doesn't it? You can feel it. Does. That. <laughs> it's just... it, it it just feels like a like a like a sword hanging over our heads all season. Like you and I both know this, JD, that there's gonna be a critical moment in this season when it's gonna come down to that kick. You know, and it wasn't it, that long ago though that no. it'd be like, Oh my gosh, it's a fifty three yard kick. Walsh has it. We got it. We, we got it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. Now he's got the yips. Uh, number oh. two on the list at 3-0. and uh, It says maybe they should have drafted Paxton Lynch if they had a first-round pick. The Patriots, <laughs> which I'm going to dive into them in just a little bit. And then number one, they had the Broncos, 3-0. Um, and it said maybe they shouldn't have drafted Paxton Lynch after <laughs> all. Um, so it, 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 it's kind of interesting. And, and I'm going to start us off, guys. And, and Peter and I, no surprise – Big Viking mm-hmm. fans. And going into the regular season, they'd lost Teddy Bridgewater to serious knee injury. They were so desperate for a quarterback at that point in time that they traded their 2017 first-round pick and 2018 fourth-round pick to get Sam Bradford, as everybody knows, from the Eagles. While pundits made fun of this deal, Bradford and the Vikings mm-hmm. have proven the skeptics wrong. Their defense has been ridiculous, even without key players. They sat Cam Newton eight times in Week 3. And through week three, they've tallied an impressive 15 sacks, five interceptions for 85 yards and two touchdowns. They're playing unbelievable. And here's what's exciting for me, Pete, as as a Viking fan is they're they're doing this not even playing full strength. Right. Well, and you know what's funny? I was thinking about this today, J.D. Like, what have I – I've known you for, what, 15, 16 years now? Long time. You – Myself, another friend of ours, are what you would classify as Homer Vikings fans. Every season, every August, we say to each other, <laughs> they're looking good this year. 
you know this is you know boy they've got they've got things put together well you know the emotional roller coaster we've been on the last month where we we felt good going into this season with teddy teddy gets injured adrian peterson gets injured you know we we kind of went from the the crest of the wave down to the bottom and then <laughs> exceeded exceeded expectations last week um by leaps and bounds it was uh, you know i i think you when you get past green bay and carolina it's hard to see a team that they need to be afraid of right now with the defense playing like it is i'm not saying they're gonna blow out every you know they're gonna sack every quarterback eight times like they did last sunday but i mean they're gonna be in every game this this season i feel like which is exciting you know it's got a weird feeling to me almost like the 98 season because we went into the 98 season thinking we got a pretty strong team you know we should be good and then brad johnson got hurt and that at that point in time arguably the strongest arm in the nfl um but he went down hurt and we're like oh crap we're going to pull Randall Cunningham out of retirement. Uh. He was working as a, with his what cabinetry or flooring business. And they just lit it up. The most prolific offense in NFL history at that point in time. It's got that feel to it. And I'm trying not to let it happen. I'm trying not to let it happen. Yeah. You know, the Vikings, uh, it's, it's the Vikings way, right? Um, picking up other teams quarterbacks and, ma- and, and making it work out i mean we've seen it a dozen times but this um, is the time we we finally picked up a a worthwhile quarterback who's under the age of 30 yeah <laughs> he's not coming from the glue factory uh you know, yeah. well let's let's jump into a, a couple of the other teams and mark feel free to 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 join us um uh, I know you're a big Dallas fan, but there's really nothing to talk about with Dallas. But uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh, that offense is struggling. They were at, heading into the season. People were like, hey, they could be the best team in the NFL. They only put three points up against the Eagles, against a rookie quarterback. Roethlisberger was 24-44 against the Eagles. Now they are going to get Le'Veon Bell back. But that start kind of surprised me. What, have you guys, what about you guys? Uh you know, I don't know. We're, we're hitting at a point, and I'm going to just go a little bit ma- the math route rather than getting too deep into the what's going on. You know, You're an economist. A, go ahead. Well, it, there's still economist. a point where I don't know. You know, we're, we're three games in, which is you know more than one, more than two, uh, no doubt. But <laughs> it's still a little bit of a small sample size. You know, I, just as a as a counterpoint or example, you know. The Rams on opening night, the way they played, I was like, golly, this could be a team that's, uh, you know, uh, buys for 0-16, yeah, 1-15 or whatever. Well, so then suddenly they're 2-1. and And so things kind of shift around. So, you know, maybe just an off night. I'm not going to uh, completely dismiss their issues. I just I, – Eagles look like a solid team at this point. Uh, and so maybe just an off night. Um, I still think Pittsburgh's – uh, going to be up there among the top, you know, top five, six, seven teams in the in the league. So that's that's my that's my read. Well, if you go with that 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 philosophy of going, you know, with mathematics of it all, look at Baltimore. Baltimore right. last year only had five wins the entire season. They're three and zero right now. They're sitting undefeated behind Joe Flacco. And <laughs> okay, now you look at it. Yeah, they beat the Browns, the Bills the Jaguars um, Flacco's fl- thrown for under 800 yards 17th in the NFL he's got three touchdowns and four interceptions 
but their defense is second in the NFL. So that could be one of those like, oh, yeah, they're 3-0, and they may not win another game. Well, you know, and I'd have to go back and check the tape, but if I remember right, Baltimore had a lot of tough, like tight, tough losses last year. Yeah. Could have easily been a an 8-8, 9-7 team. And, and it's one of those, like, you know, do you just have all the 50-50 games? You know, if all the 50-50 games go against you, uh, you can be, a, yeah, instead of an 8-9, 10-win team, yeah, you can turn into a 5 or 6, and it, it looks tough. And then the next year, you start getting those games go, go in your, your favor, uh, things start looking a little better. So, yeah, sometimes it's, it's uh, I don't know, It's a, there's certainly the skill element, so much going on, but sometimes there's just a little bit of a coin flip, I feel like. What what surprised you, Pete, this season? Oh, what surprised me? Um, you know, I am surprised at uh, the Eagles three and zero start with that rookie quarterback out of North Dakota. That's um, that's that's interesting. You know, um, being that uh, that we're picking up their scraps and doing the same thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Uh, you know, like Mark said, it's a small sample size, so there's, it's hard to read in. Um, yeah, I'm surprised to see uh, Blake Bortles and Jacksonville struggling the way they are. I mean, I think, you know, I don't know. I guess I expected uh, him to have a, a, a better start to the season. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's 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 still early. You well, know, one thing on the Eagles, and I don't know, you know, I, I'm not a good – I don't feel like I'm a good a good enough guy as a judge, armchair quarterback or whatever. But, you know, I, I think the last couple of years, a lot of people felt like the talent the Eagles had was significantly better than their record. And that Chip Kelly, he had this unique style uh, and that there was just something about his style versus the talent he had. He was not maximizing the potential. And he cleared out and, you know, they've got it – They you know – the, the talent that's there is allowed to flourish. So maybe we're just seeing that there in Philadelphia. I, you know, I don't know. They, they've they've supposedly been a lot better than they their record indicated the last couple of years. So maybe they're just playing to their potential finally. By the right. way, you mentioned Chip Kelly. It wouldn't shock <laughs> me if Chip Kelly ends up as the coach of LSU next season. I, it wouldn't shock me if he's back in the college game. <laughs> you know, and the one obvious one that everybody's like, wow, I can't believe this is happening, is the Patriots. doesn't matter who's mm-hmm. at quarterback. Tom Brady serving a suspension um, for being a lying crook. You've got Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> uh, sideline with an injury uh, that left rookie Jacoby Brissett. Mm-hmm. He has an injured thumb. This week, wide receiver Julian Edelman, a former college quarterback, but wide receiver may be their quarterback. And you know what? Here's the deal, guys. It doesn't matter. I could put this empty bottle of Gravedigger Billy behind center for the Patriots, and it's not going to matter. They're 26th in the NFL in passing. They're they're atrocious. It doesn't matter. Why doesn't it matter? Well, people are, oh, it's a great team. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) All around, they got a good team. But they've also played the Cardinals, the Dolphins, and the Texans. They've also... (laughs) have ahead of them the Bills, the Browns, the Bengals. You know, they have the Steelers, which who, do, who knows, and then the Bills again. So mm-hmm. their road is, is fairly easy. And also at the quarterback position for the Patriots, and I've said this on this show for years, Tom Brady is a good quarterback. Tom Brady is not a great quarterback. You can put anybody mm-hmm. in there, you get solid results. And so this is kind of proving that a little bit, don't you guys think? I, I'm going to jump it. Well, go ahead, Pete. <laughs> no, 
no, I mean, I'll, I'll agree. I mean, they've got, they seem to have a way of pulling the tools together, uh, even, you know, from the bottom of the toolbox, you know, exactly what they need. Um, and you're right. They, it looks like their road is wide and straight. Um, but, uh, you know, I wonder too, if it, if it's a reflection on the role of the quarterback in the NFL these days, um, you feel it might be overvalued possibly. I mean, I guess, you know, it's been transitioning to, to much more of a passing league. So, you know, the quarterback's always going to be critical to that, but, um, you know, you can be a, a, a mediocre to good quarterback and, you know, seem to still find success in this league with uh, the right tools around you. By the way, were you calling Belichick a toolbox earlier? <laughs> he reaches deep down into the <laughs> the bowels of his toolbox, <laughs> somewhere deep in that in that hooded sweatshirt. Yeah. You know, I'll just add, and, and it's not. I mean, I know what I'm about to say will, uh, to an extent. It's not to take away what Belichick has done in the Patriots organization. I mean, they've obviously this kind of run of success, hard to not admire. But I look at those, and, and I, I, I pulled up the standings, and, and they're you know it's, it's like deja vu. I mean, most of my adult life, I feel like this has the case, been the case. I pull up the standings today. I see the Patriots three and zero. I look the Dolphins one and two, uh, the Bills one and two, the Jets one and two, and you're like, and I, I can't help but say or think that, you know. This is the one division, and, and you know some people might say, "Well, you only get six. You know, now the now we got four divisions per conference. There's only six games division wise. You got ten elsewhere. It's not like the old days where it was eight and eight. Uh, but still, those six games can make a big swing. And, and I can't help but think, in, in any other division, there's always been at least one other team. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll look at it a different way. It, it, it always seems that those three teams, the collective dysfunction between the Jets, Bills, and Dolphins has been so great. And they have just been able to capitalize that year after year on that year after year after year. You look at some yeah. of these other divisions, you know, the Ravens, Steelers, uh, you know, you go some of these, you know, years where the the, uh, the Packers, you know, even the you know, lesser extent of, you know, you know the, Dolph- or the Lions might be bad, but even the Bears or the Vikings are mounting a challenge here and there. Uh, you know, Giants, Redskins, uh, Cowboys, Eagles, there's always somebody kind of pushing right. ahead. It, all these other divisions, it just seems like you're not getting that much dysfunction between all the other teams. And it seems like that's been the case with the AFC East for so long is that it just perpetual dysfunction and inability to sustain whatever. And, and I mean, give you know, kudos to the Patriots for taking advantage, but I, yeah. I, I can't help but thank the other other teams have collectively been throwing them a little bit of a softball for a long time now. Yeah, you know, that's, that's <laughs> a solid point. It, it is, and, and again, we're only three games in. Right. Yeah. There's a lot to be seen. You know, is Green Bay going to continue to play this poorly? Hopefully, um, <laughs> but you know, it, 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 it's it, it, it will be. It will be interesting. So, guys, yeah. we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to jump back in and talk about Mark Jordan's favorite team, the Chicago Cubs. The Chicago Cubs. It's a team of <laughs> destiny. You know, they broke the century mark uh, this week uh, for wins for the first time in 80 years. In doing so, won their 43 road game at that point in time uh, after they won their franchise record 57th 
at home. And as we're recording this, you know, downing the Pirates to get 101, they're led by Kyle Hendricks right now, lead, leading ERA of 199. He's 12-2 with a 129 ERA over his last 18 appearances going back to, to June 19th. John Lester right there with him at 228. Basically, they've assured the Cubs of their first uh, National League ERA leader since Ray Prim, who posted a 245 in 1945, the mm. last time the Cubs had reached the World Series. Now, the Cubs right now are just playing unbelievable. I'm, I'm pleased to say I've, I've got to see him play in person, I think, five times this year question mark nice. um there's been a lot of you know old style there so I, i'm not quite sure if it was, <laughs> but uh, right now they it, they seem unstoppable like they've got they can play small ball they can go long they feel like they're totally built for this and i really think that very few humans on on, on the face of the planet follow that division closer than mark jordan as a Cardinals fan, I was lying earlier when I said he was a Cubs fan. Those longtime <laughs> listeners know he's not. But, Mark, do you feel like these guys are a team of destiny? Uh, they're going to be tough to beat. Uh, they're really good. Um, and I, I, Madden has positioned them, I think. He's doing the best he can, at least. to, to and, and they've been fortunate. They built up the early lead, kept the lead, haven't really been pressured here in September there's always a debate as to whether, you know, how much rest is too much down the stretch, but he's got them positioned to where notice no starters going into the, the uh, you know, October with the overload of innings. So they're pretty fresh bullpens, fresh, the offense, they just look like they're ready to slap the ball around the park all day. So I, I, I think the way they've been managed, great. They got great talent. So, I mean, you know, the way the math works out, if you gave me even money said, bet the Cubs with the field, the field's probably still the safe bet, but the Cubs are, I mean, I've, I, yeah, there's a lot of people talking. The, you know, the Red Sox, Rangers are, are up there in terms of their odds. The Cubs are, have to be uh, considered a pretty, you know, by far a, a, the favorite. And uh, they, they've been managed properly to do this. So um, it, they'll be, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to they're gonna make it tough on anybody they play. Well, let's just look at them in the National League. I mean, is there any of those teams that you really feel like could scare them coming out, you know, Dodgers maybe Dodgers the Nationals. Nationals. Yeah, right. they catch they catch Kershaw if they catch Kershaw more than a you know a couple of three times yeah. in a series that that could be a tough one. Uh, and Rich Hill on the Dodgers, he's made you know they get hot uh, for a couple of games that that could make for a tough tough couple of games. You know that could make a tough series. Um, I don't know the Red Sox. You know they get into they get into the World Series. The Red Sox get to beating the ball around. Uh, you know, they get a little intimidating. You get, you know, you get in the game, you're in the American League Park, they get the DH, the ball starts flying around uh, Fenway. You, you know, suddenly you lose game, uh, you know, game one, eight to two. You're like, oh crap, you know, what's going on? Maybe their, you know, emotions get rattled or something, but uh, still, they got to be feeling pretty good overall. So, but you've got similar conditions here at Wrigley Field. I mean, people aren't used to postseason baseball at Wrigley. Uh, <laughs> it's but been a while. you do have the winds are blowing in a totally different way, and the ball's not going to carry like it does um, during you know the the those dog days of summer. So it, it could be an interesting thing. And and if the Cubs and the Red Sox match up in a oh, World Series, fun. I mean, that could be one of your higher rated World Series in recent history for sure so uh, 
Mark, you know, I know you you've seen them, you know, play the Cardinals uh, quite a bit. What what's the one thing that stands out to you about the Chicago Cubs team? Uh, excellent performance from down roster guys, and, and you know, obviously they get that that good a performance from down roster guys. They're not considered down roster anymore, but Kyle Hendricks would probably be the the epitome of that. Um, you know, a guy who projects as a fourth, maybe fifth starter, going to lead the major leagues in ERA by, well, not as much of a wide margin because teammate John Lester's right there by, by, with him. But, um, you know, you got a guy flirting with a sub-two ERA. At the start of the season, he was like, you know, maybe their fourth starter. Uh, that's that's been the thing. The Dexter Fowlers, the Ben Zobris, these – I mean, everybody knows about Rizzo, Chris Bryant, uh, you know, Arietta, Lester. But what they've gotten out of Zobris, Fowler – uh, Hendricks. Um, I feel like there's maybe another name or two. I'm not, you know, again, some of these guys, it's just, that's been, that's been what's, you know, that's what set them apart from the rest of the league. And, and to close this out, uh, Peter, does, do you think this makes a, a guy like Theo Epstein who really put this together and he's had such success everywhere, everywhere else he's been uh, as one of the best masterminds in the history of baseball? Oh yeah, I mean, I think he's, you know, he's he's managed to put together a philosophy that, you know, other teams are it behoove them to uh, emulate as best they can. Um, you know, you and I are are fans of a team that just uh, lost their hundredth game, um, <laughs> and are in, are in search of a new general manager to be announced shortly, I believe. Um, it'll, you know, I. I would love to see our team, uh, you know, start building from the ground up like they used to, and like uh, like Epstein appears to be doing. Um, it's just it's it's fu- it's fun to see uh, baseball relevance come back to Chicago. I feel like Terry Ryan was that guy twenty twenty some years yeah. ago, thirty years ago right. almost. Yeah, he he was that guy, and the Twins had like the strongest farm system. Like mm-hmm. they were just producing player after player and they would trade him and get more players. I mean, it, yeah. it was just yeah. built. I mean, that's why they had the 87, 91 series uh, wins and early two thousands, Yeah. Really built for that sort of thing. And it kind of feels like Theo took a, a page out of that playbook because the Cubs farm system is, is awesome. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're bringing up young players and, and they've got young talent and they've, they're doing away with, just ridiculous contracts like Soriano that they had for so long. <laughs> and so it, 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 it does feel like that. And so it kind of makes me wonder, Peter, that, okay, let's say they do it. The Cubs win the World Series. And, and living in Wrigleyville, I will Airbnb my house. Um, <laughs> but if, if they do, so Theo's done it, done it again, raised yeah. another team. Now he's up for another challenge. I think that challenge is Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> there are a whole lot of teams i think he'd probably uh choose before ours but <laughs> you keep nice dreaming you. you keep dreaming I, I will, yeah. I will. Yeah. well well guys we're, we're gonna take a quick music break and, and this is a group that i've listened to for a while it's the pretty reckless and i i <laughs> talking to the guys before and it's been a while since we've had a show guys uh that i'm like i feel like i've played them but I think it was one of those that I listened to. I'm like, I got to play this on the, on the podcast. And I don't think I ever did. So if I did and you heard it weeks and weeks and months ago, <laughs> awesome. You get to hear it again. Uh, but I don't think I did because this album doesn't come out till October. 
Uh, the song is Take Me Down. Uh, those of you who are not familiar with The Pretty Reckless, uh, Taylor Momsen, yes, Disney's Taylor Momsen, um, <laughs> is kind of a goth rocker girl now. And uh, this is a great song. Welcome back to Two Beers In. This is Mark Jordan uh, representing the Two Beers In podcast crew. I'm here with uh, Jimmy Conlon of On Tap Growlers in Collierville, Tennessee. Uh, Jimmy, thanks for joining us here on the podcast. Uh, certainly, certainly great to have you on. Uh, just uh, we appreciate the time you spend with us. Uh, just want to get to know you a little bit. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your background, and your and your and your outfit here. Okay. Uh, obviously, I'm a uh, uh, beer drinker like beer so uh that's that's a big plus in opening up a business like <laughs> absolutely <this. laughs> helps out quite a bit um we've opened up january of uh 2015 okay a little bit about a year and a half or so and uh we are a growler filling station and the whole concept to uh to Cayuville is all new you know as sure. far as the growler station and all of that stuff so uh we went through a little bit of a process getting our beer permit and uh, you know all that good stuff, getting sure. that straightened out. That that took a little while, and uh, trying to find the right location. Sure, sure. Which it, is uh, big and yeah. opening hey, yeah. business. Location, location, location. Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, that's and you know there's obviously challenges in opening business uh, as far as advertising. Advertising is pricey, so for us, social media is probably nowadays the best way to go and uh, word of mouth right so, right uh, obviously uh, it helps us out quite a bit and keeps, keeps our costs down yeah so. yeah no it's at, at, um, at any given time how many brews are you guys uh, able you know capable or able to fill I know it's a rotating yeah. uh, mix maybe what you know give us an idea roughly we on have uh, we have 30 taps uh, 28 or just for beer. Okay. We have an Avita root beer on, on draft, which uh, sells real well. It's just a root beer, no alcohol. Sure. And we uh, we rotate the beers in and out as, as often as we can, as quick as possible. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Depending on sales. 
and we uh, support the local brews here in Memphis, in the Memphis area. Absolutely. Uh, they, we support them. They support us, and they're great people to work with. Great they're, relationship. They're all young. They're all. They love beer, and they like they like talking beer. Yeah, that's so great. That's that's, uh, that's a big plus for us. Great. Helped us out. Well, speaking of which, and you mentioned uh, playing off of that comment about this area, it, and uh, do you find yourself as, as also maybe running sort of an education campaign as along with your marketing? You think about the beer culture of this area, and maybe uh, some of the craft brewing uh, options aren't as known to the public. Right. So, is that, do you feel like that's a big part of the process? Or? It is part of <laughs> part of it, educating people, but. A lot of people used to go to uh, Midtown. Okay, right. To, to fill, get their beer. So, with open, with us opening up out here, it's uh, it's saving them a trip. Yeah. And we've we've gotten a lot of people that used to be the Bud Bud Light drinkers. Yeah. Starting to drink some craft beer. That's so, great. Uh, education is a big part. Yeah, of it. yeah, great deal. Um. What are some, you know, what are some uh, special events, uh, promotions you guys run to, to maybe, you know, get the word of mouth mm -hmm. out, get draw people in, yeah. and maybe some plan, you know, plans for the future. What are some things we you're have? Uh, any local brewery or or breweries come in with a new beer, and we you're able to sample it, and they give out their merchandise. So it's uh, it's one hand helping the other. So sure, uh, sure. And we've had. Good turnouts. It's been uh, real successful. Yeah, that's great. That's <clears throat> great. Um, what are you? What what sort of what beers here? Maybe some of your better selling ones, or what handful? I know you rotate a bit, so um, uh, it might be hard to track in some some respects. But uh, or maybe a certain brew. Yeah. You know, what what are some of the trendy trendy things that uh, people seem to, to seem to gravitate towards? The uh, local beer. Is a is a big seller. The Wiseacre got to get up. It's okay. a it's a stout and it sells real well year round. I think I've had that one a few times. Uh, yeah, really good one. High Cotton Brewery, their Scottish Ale. Okay. Sells year round. Sells real well. And Memphis Made, their Fireside. It's an amber, and uh, Andy from Memphis Made was real instrumental in helping us along, getting us uh, up on our feet, so okay. to say. Yeah. So. Uh, Outstanding people to work with Ghost River also uh, Ghost River Grindhouse, okay, which is brewed during the uh, Grizzlies basketball season. Okay, it's a uh, it's a light cream ale, and it's from season start to end, that's the only time they brew it, and it's a real big seller. Yeah, great, people love it. And what now? Turn the turn the attention on you. What are uh, what are some of your favorite brews? Some of, some of my favorites. I prefer the the uh, darker color beers, ambers. Stouts, porters. Okay. And right now we have, uh, I fit, my personal opinion is the uh, best time of the year because you get the full seasonals. For sure. You get a lot of October fests. Yeah. And, uh, you know, then the holidays roll around and the beers just gets better and better. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm with you there. Um, well, anything else, uh, anything else here about ONTAP Growlers uh, that you feel like you'd like to share that we may, maybe didn't cover? Uh, any... any any thoughts on, on some, some changes going forward with the business? or, or um... uh, Right now we offer uh, to new customers, we have a loyalty program. So their first visit is 5% off a uh, purchase. Okay. And every fifth visit is 15%. So uh, we're going to continue uh, that process and hopefully uh, we can budget in something for advertising. Sure, sure. Uh, in the Cayuville area. That's... 
that's one of our biggest challenges, and uh, hopefully we can uh, we can break through that. Okay. So that's, I will, I will put a plug as being a customer here, uh, you guys in your checkout process and how modernized that is. That's certainly been a very uh, helpful tool. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I certainly appreciate that. That's something that's, that's kind of nice. So I'll just uh, throw that out there. So anything else you want to share? Uh, <laughs> now we have, like I said, the best time of the year. We, yeah. we have football coming up. Uh, Lots Mark of beer, a lot of good beer, and the holidays. You can't beat it. Absolutely. Lots of beer to be drank. Yes. Well, certainly. All right. Well, um, that's all I've got, Jimmy. We certainly appreciate you uh, taking the time to visit with us here on Two Beers In. Uh, um, thanks a lot, and we certainly uh, hope to get the word out about your uh, operation here and hopefully to get, get you a few more people rolling through the doors. So. I appreciate it. All right. Have a good time. Thanks. And I help the girl closer than we safe. Take what you want from me. That I, I I really love the whole concept of the on tap growlers. You just uh, and I've got this awesome thermos growler. That next time I come see you, Mark, in Memphis area, I'm bringing that bad boy and filling it. The bad oh, thing yeah. is, I'd fill it and I would have to fill it again and I would fill it again because <laughs> their selection is awesome and it's a great place. So if you're down uh, in that area, please check them out and give them some business because uh, it's it's a great place, great place. So guys, great customer service too. Yeah, oh, great absolutely! Yeah. Like it, it's a place you you, you don't want to leave right you, you just want to hang out and and uh quick sidebar story i went for a fantasy football draft bunch of guys we rented a house um in michigan city indiana right on lake michigan and we went and we bought we ordered ahead of time from this little butcher shop a suckling pig oh yeah uh and one of the guys is like I'm, I'm gonna cook it up he's got the all the stuff he's gonna do with it and it's awesome. We're like, hey, dude, that's awesome. We're gonna do like brats and burgers. Cool. If you want to grill up a suckler, you know, roast a suckling pig, <laughs> so be it. So we go to this place, and this place has like paraphernalia all over the walls. This little butcher shop, and we walk in. The guy's like, ah, you want some jerky? Ah, yeah. So we're eating some jerky, and and then he's like, you guys want a beer? And he gets this Yinglings. He had cold nice. Yinglings behind, and which you can't buy there. He has people ship them in for him. Wow. And so. We sat there, what should have been like a five-minute, you know, exchange of thank you for the giant suckling pig. Here's our right. money, and we're gone. To we sat there for an almost an hour. The guy's telling <laughs> us stories. He used to be this job and that job and this and drinking yingling. It's like I never wanted to leave. And we're like, even we we're there for a, a few days. And I'm like, we need to go back. That place is awesome. <laughs> so it, it, it on tap growlers is kind of that way too. You just want to hang out. Right, you just want to be part of it, so yeah. um, check them out when you Sounds when you get a chance. So, guys, it's time for our six pack, and I have to start with this question, and I think I start <laughs> with this. This is our what sixth, seventh year in, doing this show, two hundred and twenty-eight episodes. Have you had your first pumpkin ale of the season yet, Mark? No, not yet. I will, but not yet. <laughs> Pete. I hope to never have another pumpkin ale in my life. I'm not a fan. I've got three or four in the fridge downstairs from last fall that uh, have remained untouched. I'm just not a fan of pumpkin spice. Like you wouldn't even do the pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks. 
No, I'll do like a pumpkin bar, you know, like a like a like a cook like a cookie yeah. or a sweet or something. But yeah, pumpkin I'm not, pie. You'll do pumpkin pie. I don't like to. I don't like to drink pumpkin. <laughs> as, a, as a as a rule, yeah. Sorry, man. Fair no, enough. Hey, I, I I have not yet. There's one brand, and I've talked about it forever on this show. Wild Onion Brewing Company has the best pumpkin ale, and I think I even tried to make you drink it once, Pete. And and you're like, okay, no. Um, yeah. it, it's so good, but I, I haven't had it yet. But the place I was talking about at the beginning of the show. It's the first beer they have when you walk in. <laughs> I should go there tonight and get some. Um, all right, guys. Uh, what fall TV show were you most excited to see come back? For me, there's a lot of fall TV shows that I was so excited. Like, I love the Chicago PD, Chicago Fire, Chicago Med. Though that that trail actually Med, not as much as the others, but. I was very excited to see those. I was very excited for Quantico to come back because I like that. But the one I was looking most forward to was a new show, Designated Survivor, with Kiefer mm. Sutherland. <laughs> I watched it. It it didn't disappoint. I loved it. I thought it was great. It was Anything kind of with like Kiefer Sutherland's good. Yeah, it was kind <laughs> of like he's not Jack Bauer in it. Let's yeah. put that out there. But it kind of had a West Wing feel about it, with a little bit of House of Cards in there. I I I, I really enjoyed it. I'm going to go to you first, Peter. What show sure. were you most excited to see come back? Uh, you know, I I don't watch a ton of kind of weekly, you know, uh, network shows, but um, yeah, I was very excited for the return of Brooklyn Nine Nine and uh, New Girl. That's kind of become oh, one of our our those. standbys. Yeah, um, you know, one show that looks kind of fun this year that I kind of want to watch is that. Um, now I can't even think of the name of it. That that time travel one. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, the the, the it, oh, what is on that? NBC? Yes. Timeless. Timeless. No, timeless. timeless. Yes. yes, the modern and day quantum leap. Exactly what I thought, JD. <laughs> I I watched it and the the trailers made it look a little bit cheesy, but I thought, God, quantum leap was. Now, granted, I was about thirteen years old, but I loved that show. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if it holds up. Mark, any for you? Oh, probably just uh, Big Bang Theory. You know, I, I have a fairly narrow range of interest, but that's one. And, and I know that show's getting long in the tooth, but it, it's still, <laughs> there's something that uh, has a little excitement to it every time it comes around. I, I gave up that show. We, we gave up <laughs> before last season. We watched it religiously, and we're like, eh, maybe it's just not that good. Well, <laughs> and I gave up on How I Met Your Mother before you did, so yeah, fair which, enough. <laughs> which I'm wearing a Marshall and Steph Forever shirt. From oh, jeez. Right That's funny. I don't know if you know. You, you watch the show, Pete. Yeah. I never did. Oh, really? I never did. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you know, one show that I did watch one like one episode for, of, and it's not awesome, is Son of Zorn. Oh, uh, I was curious about that. It, it's, it's one of those, I think, if you're sitting back with your buddies drinking a ton of beer, you're like, oh, this is awesome. It's kind of, it feels <laughs> like it shouldn't be on, it should be on uh, Aqua Team. Yeah, that's uh, what it looks like. Yeah, you know, kind of like that. Uh, and, and I'm going to throw this to Mark because I think he could probably answer it best. Mark, what was the last growler you had filled? Before, Before this, one. this one. Oh, uh, the, the, the watermelon wheat. The, um, uh, the, the New Orleans, yeah, the watermelon wheat. I can't, uh, yeah. Okay, all There's right. A, yeah. Pete, have you filled a growler, I guess, is a better question for you. Ever? Yeah, if you, you you've owned growlers and you've <laughs> absolutely okay, all right. I, you've no, never I, brought I, a growler to the show. I didn't know. 
Oh, well, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard to open a growler and not finish it. And we're always doing this on a weeknight, man. And, uh, <laughs> well, and it's also ta- tough ba- when it's baby just in the crib you too. It's right? just, just, just me this week. I can't get drunk. I mean, you know, I'm, <laughs> well, I'm <so> well, <laughs> I could, it would be a nightmare, but you know, um, <laughs> No, the last growlers I had filled, I got two growlers down at Toppling Goliath and Decora uh, about a month ago. Um, Polished those off pretty quickly. Uh, That stuff's great. We we talked a little bit about uh, TV just a second ago. Mm. A lot of people looking at television, they're absorbing in many different ways. My wife watches probably more Netflix than she does actual TV. Orange is the New Black. She's watching all of these shows I've never really heard of. And I'm like, well, I'm watching football. Um could you cut the cord, Pete? Absolutely. I've I've thought about it. I've come very close on a couple occasions. Um kind of comes down to my wife and I sitting down and, you know, it always comes down to sports and uh local channels that we like to watch. Um but I someday I hope to to do it because man, it's getting expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I watch I watch a lot of Netflix. I watch a lot of um, you know, stuff we could get with an HD antenna, you know, it's, it's mainly getting access to sports, Fox sports and ESPN. That would be really tough for me to do. I, so, I, I've considered it. Um, Mark, yeah. could you cut the cord? Oh yeah. I, and we, and we've come close. We, we, uh, monitor it close, you know, like kind of like Pete, we get in that, you know, we see where the range is, see what we're, right. there's a few things we like and we kind of want to, uh, some options like DVR we like to retain, but uh, yeah, you know, we so far we've been able to keep it in our in our in our range, so to speak, uh, and and avoid that. But we've been hey, we've come close a couple of times. So we've had our finger on the button. Well, the problem is you end up you know every year you have to play that song and dance of calling and threatening to cancel and yeah. getting you know try to talk yourself into a better deal and. Um, man, that gets old. I've been doing that for years. Uh, And I can talk about this now because uh, I I no longer work there. I, until recently, (laughs) worked for a, let's say, large cable company um, that would communicate (laughs) and cast their stuff. Right. 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 Um, Yeah. They were a telecom company. They were a telecom casting stuff yeah um and as an employee of said company um you actually get free cable and free internet you just have to pay for your 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 boxes which you don't even think about it's like wow we got every channel we got the high speed well yeah i no longer work for that company now i've moved on to bigger and better things and i now have to pay for it i'm like man this stuff is i've negotiated for like an hour on like <laughs> what package are. i'm like i want all the sports and and i thought that was going to be the hanging point but like adding the sports pack on what i had was like four bucks i'm like oh that was my big argument like to get that and i'm like oh well, just give me this stuff i don't care i whatever i i will pirate everything i need i will pirate game of thrones not really if anybody on the fcc is listening um all right next question debate or Monday Night Football, which did you watch, Mark? <laughs> Neither. <laughs> what did you watch, Pete? I watched the debate in the background as I played Candy Crush and read Twitter, <laughs> read, read snide Twitter comments about what was happening on the debate. 
there you go. There you go. Yeah, right. I was on vacation re- recently in the Outer Banks of North Carolina, and I found this amazing place. And I, I'm going to do my best to help them expand across the world. It's called Duck Donuts. And it, it it's based in Duck, North Carolina, which is right there in the Outer Banks. And it is the best, some of the best donuts you'll ever have. Like they make them literally right in front of you and you fill out a thing. It, it, it's kind of crafty and douchey, but you fill out a thing that like what topping you want or what frosting, oh. what topping, what flavor on and on and on. And it almost basically starts with this, this awesome cake donut, but it, it's so awesome. And I will say my favorite that I probably had there was a maple glazed with bacon. Mm-hmm. It was so good. I've got to ask you final question. This is probably the most important one of all. What's your favorite <laughs> donut? I'm going to start with you, Mark. Man, this is very uh, it's very boring, but I just like the little uh, blueberry uh, little blueberry cake donuts. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it, it's it's consistent. I know what I'm getting. It's not too it's sweet, but not too sugary. So that's my go to. Awesome. Absolutely. What do you got, Pete? Well, we've got a great bakery uh, near our house. Uh, I like to. Uh, we're also getting a Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, yeah. They're they're they're, mov- <laughs> they're they're moving into this market. I don't know if I can if I can really make the switch. You're making donuts sound really complicated. That place <laughs> you're talking about, Katie. it shouldn't be that complicated. My donut is just a chocolate old fashioned. I like the regular it's old simple. fashioned. From we have a little bakery by our house. I like yeah. the regular old fashioned. But yeah, an old fashioned. I don't know what chocolate. it is. What is it oh. about the old? I mean, it tastes Crispy totally on different. The outside. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I want know. one right now. Two. I want five. Right. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Well, that's the best thing. I, I've got two small children at home, and you know, we alternate who sleeps in on Saturday or Sunday, uh-huh. and the day. You know, one of us, it's going to happen every weekend, is like, well, I'm up early with the kids. Might as well walk the three blocks. It's literally next to that beer place. Seriously. Uh, I'm going to go get myself <laughs> by design, I'm sure. awesome donuts. And every time I'm like, well, I better not just get one for each of us. I better get two. Well, maybe three. The kids aren't going to eat that many, but I can have some tomorrow and the next day. And all of a sudden, I've got an apple apple fritter the size of Detroit. And yeah, it's (laughs) it's so good. All right. This is probably the longest six-pack we've ever had. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to have our last call. Stick around. Now that all of us want donuts, we're going to do our last call. And we're going to start with you, Mark Jordan in Memphis. What do you got for us? You know, and this this is not a specific story. It's a um, evidently kind of a cultural practice. And I, I don't know. Maybe that's putting it a little too um, uh, specific. Uh, evidently, and I had never heard of this. Uh, over in Denmark, I, I stumbled across this. Uh, there's some tradition there. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, you were in Denmark and you stumbled. No, across? I was not in Denmark. Okay, no, okay. I just no, want to no, clarify for no, the listeners. Not that I didn't. I haven't strayed that far from Memphis. <laughs> uh, no, evidently over in Denmark, and, and you know, we think of this kind of being a modern era, you know, progressive women's rights. You know, in terms of you know being single and whatever, and and that uh, there's no pressure to be married or whatever at a young age. 
Evidently, there's some tradition born out of uh, Danish spice salesmen going back centuries where they would uh, be on the road traveling to sell spices uh, and they'd be gone for long periods at a time. And so it was kind of associated with them being single. So evidently, there's still this kind of hazing ritual that goes on with young people over there. Uh, if you get to the age of 25, uh, you get your 25th birthday and you're still single. Uh, you can look this up. Now, I, I, like I said, I've kind of stumbled across this, uh, that in some circles they will pretty much hold you down and basically douse you with cinnamon uh, to kind of, you know, just <laughs> give you a hard what? time. Like, I don't know. I don't know. So, yeah, so, yeah stay, stay single to 25 in Denmark. Uh, they, they haze you with cinnamon. So it's, it goes back evidently Ooh. centuries to the spice salesman from, from days of yore. But... Um, Kind of a odd tradition, but something to... Between that and the donuts, that sounds delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so it's at the age of what? 25? 25. And now they mention in the... They mention here where I... I No, no. Evidently, if you get to 30, if you get to 30 and you're still single, you get hazed with peppers, so... So you're shamed. Yeah, you're shamed for, for being single. At an age that like, I, single I is this meaning not dating anyone or not married? Or... I think not married. Okay, yeah, not married. so he, 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 okay, so here's the deal. All <laughs> of us remember our 18th birthday, right? All right, yeah, we're 18. You remember your 21st because you, you, you probably tied one on, right? I remember part of my 21st. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Right. So that's one. And then I'm 22. I'm like, okay, awesome. I'll celebrate. 23. Yeah, okay. 24. Whatever. 20. By the time I'm 25, I'm like, eh. Eh, I'm an adult. I've been working for a few years and probably maybe go out, you know, have a beer or two. It's nothing crazy. So if somebody comes and then holds me down and tries to douse me with cinnamon, (laughs) I am going to Rochambeau and I'm just going to jump up (laughs) and just Mike Tyson punch out that guy. Like they're glass Joe. I, I, yeah, no, 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 thank you. So, all right, Pete, what do you got? Well, we're all married. We're we're familiar with the concept of of doing something nice for your spouse, maybe a a weekend away at a nice hotel. We're also familiar, I think, with having a celebrity crush. And maybe you've had the same conversation with your spouse that I've had. You know, there's a celebrity they think is kind of attractive, and you know, gee, if I wasn't married, or you know, if I ever had a shot with that guy, the you, kitchen hey, pass. Put, you get the kitchen pass. He's, he's on. The, he's on the list. She's the on list. the list. Yep. If you ever, if you ever get a shot with her, honey, you go right ahead. Like that's ever. Well, this guy's wife, her, her celebrity crush happens to be Jeff Goldblum. Oh, no. um, okay. A, that's already weird. Continue. It's already <laughs> weird. Yep. Um, she's. He plans. His name is Seth Friedland. He plans a, a weekend away in Santa Monica with his with his wife. Made a tiny little request to the hotel. Fill the room with Jeff Goldblum photos. Oh no! <laughs> and she is. <laughs> and he says, you know, Jeff Goldblum is my girl. Oh, it's his girlfriend. Sorry, now wife. Girlfriend, celebrity crush. Specifically, she's a big fan of Independence Day era heroic <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> He says, "He says I'm I'm more of a big chill Goldblum man myself, but you really can't go wrong." So they've got pictures here of the room where this hotel honored their request. They they've got a picture of kind of that 
Independence Day era <laughs> Jeff Goldblum in the bathroom. They've got a shirtless era, shirtless maybe the fly era Jeff Goldblum next to the bed. They've got a on the other side of the bed. They've got a picture of kind of modern day salt and pepper hair, bearded, you know Jeff Goldblum. Um, and you know, and the 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 hotel uh, front desk manager here says. We thought it was a cheeky request, but we get specific requests all the time, such as someone who wants green apples instead of red or wants special coverings on the furniture. They said to themselves, we can meet this request. <laughs> um, of course they so this, Right. So this Freeland guy and his wife, they made off with the photos, so they took them with them. But, uh, That's amazing. I wow. mean, what better way to put your loved one in the romantic mood than to fill the room with their celebrity crush photographs? <laughs> there, there was a little bit to me that was like, Waiting in your story for them to go. And then they walked in, saw the pictures, and there on the bed was Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy just like throws up his arms. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Passed out in a pool of vomit. No. He, yeah. <laughs> of, all, of all the guys, Jeff Goldblum, I don't think he's on my wife's list. I don't think I don't he's on anybody's know. list. <laughs> no, he's not. Wow. That's yeah, crazy. I love the guy. I'm a big fan. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Nothing against yeah. Jeff Goldblum. Love me some Jeff Goldblum. If you're, I love if you're listening, Independence Day era Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, all right. Well, gentlemen, it was a it was a fun show. Thank you so much. Uh, go out if you're in the Memphis area. And technically, what town is on tap? Growlers. Uh, Collierville. Awesome, Collierville. Get there. Try it out. The place is amazing. If you want to reach us, you can follow us on Facebook at Two Beers In. You can follow us on Twitter, the number Two Beers In. You can go to our website, listen to past episodes, read a little bit about all of uh, the panelists at twobeersin.beer. You can always email us at jd at twobeersin.beer. It's been fun, guys. Thank you so much. You did it. I don't like to drink pumpkin uh, <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a rule.